This is Retiring Today, the podcast that guides you to and through retirement. I'm Molly Nelson, host of the podcast here with Rochelle Smith. She's producer of our podcast, and we've got Sean Honkamp. He's a certified financial planner, a certified financial fiduciary, a retirement income certified professional, and a CPA. This is the third in our three-part series about retiring through the decades. So today we want to tackle the 50s. We've kind of got two concepts that we're going to go through today. We know not very many people, but some people retire in their 50s. So we're going to talk a little bit about what that takes. Then we're going to focus on what you can do in your 50s to help maximize your retirement, to help set you up for your retirement date, whatever that retirement date might be, and give you some strategies that you can take and use to help you get to and through retirement. In the 50s, Sean, it doesn't happen a lot, but you've definitely helped people retire in that decade. A lot of people think about it. They talk about it. Um, you know, for, for a lot of people out there, they don't necessarily always love what they do in their careers. And who doesn't get excited about thinking about being able to retire in your 50s, move on to that next stage of life? That doesn't mean never working again for a lot of people. But again, a lot of people want to. But then it's a matter of we know there's only a certain percentage of people or a small number of people that actually can because you have to accumulate quite a bit to be able to confidently and comfortably retire in your 50s. Yeah, and I think something maybe that's even more common is some of those careers where if you put in 25 or 30 years and maybe you started at 18 or 20, I'm thinking of someone I know that was a mail carrier and they put in their 25 years, the pension then is, I guess, fully vested. I might not get all the terms quite right. Then they might go on to a second career doing something maybe they've always kind of thought would be fun, but they're retiring sometimes in the late 50s. Yeah, the word retirement doesn't mean the same thing to everybody. For a lot of people, yeah, retiring from their primary profession, you know, the, some of those employers, you know, private sector, um, you know, governmental positions that, yeah, maybe you accumulated a really valuable pension over a certain number of, you know, putting in 25 or 30 years of work, you might be able to retire, even though it's really just setting you up for a new stage of life, which still might be working full time. And it's worth mentioning there's one more thing that happens sometimes too. You're forced to retire in your 50s, whether it be health or whether it be your employer saying, you know, we're restructuring or we're downsizing. And then that comes with its own set of challenges as well. Yeah, there's the voluntary aspect and maybe the involuntary aspect of we know we're not ever fully in control of all the variables out there. We're not 100% in control of our lives, of our lives, um, whether it's the health or just family situations or whatever. So there are variables out there that can force people to have to retire well before they were originally planning to. And I don't know about you, Sean and Rochelle, but um, 50s aren't as far away as they once were. <laughs> I used to think, oh, 50s, yeah, I'll definitely be ready to retire by then. It's it's far away. But if you're listening to this podcast and you're in your 50s or you've lived through your 50s, you're in your 60s or your 70s, you know that that 50s is a lot younger <laughs> than, than it used to be. Yeah, next or not next month, but in April, I'll be 45. So that flips you over where now you're closer <laughs> oh. to 50 then you are 40. So we're all moving along, but that's the goal. We all want to hit these ages. You know, it's better than the alternative. So um, yeah, the time's moving by quickly. And of course, I want to retire in my 50s, just like you guys, right? It sounds great. It sounds great. So if you're listening in the 50s or on your radar, we want to tell you a couple of things to be aware of. And don't worry, if you're listening and you're like, no, the 50s aren't on my radar. I'm I'm focused on 60s or 70s. We're going to have some valuable stuff in just a minute. But let's make sure if you are thinking about retiring in your 50s, Sean, that people understand that they're just kind of a few hurdles you're going to have to jump over. Yeah, you think about the different components of what does retirement entail. Big thing is that you want to confidently walk away from that paycheck and now you have to develop that income plan. And there are some hurdles ahead of you if you are fortunate enough to be able to retire in your 50s. One that comes to mind that's part of that income plan is social security. 
We know that age 62 is the first age in which you can elect Social Security. So if you retire in your 50s, well, now we've got a certain time frame, a certain number of years before Social Security can be part of your income plan. We also know that access to those retirement balances that you've accumulated throughout your working career typically don't start until age 59 and a half. So in the eyes of the IRS, age 59 and a half is the youngest retirement age. And if you try to take some distributions prior to that, you would be subject to a 10% early withdrawal penalty. There are a handful of exceptions to that. I mean, there is the rule of 55, which I think we're going to get into a little bit later. Um, the Secure Act 2.0, which is which is still brand new. Um, they've expanded uh, some exceptions to allow you know certain types of workers, if you meet certain requirements, to also be able to get access to your money without the penalty prior to age 59 and a half. But typically, if that goal is to retire in your 50s, you need to be thinking about that well in advance. You can't just wake up 56, have a bad day at work and say, all right, I'm retiring. You're not going to be positioned for success. Yeah, that's going to make it a little tricky. Also, you're not Medicare eligible until age, what, 65 for most Correct. people. And and then another thing, the average age right now, I think for men is 87. Uh, average, what, lifespan, I guess is the word I'm yep, looking right for. In that, right in that neighborhood. Right Correct. in that neighborhood of women, somewhere 88 or so. So you got to think about... 30 plus years of retirement income. So just a couple things to think about if you're 50, but if you are 50 or you're approaching 50 and you really have your sights on retirement, Sean, Lauren, our retirement planning team, they have helped people in that age range kind of figure out a plan to do that. So, so don't hesitate to maybe give us a call if this is something thing you're thinking about. Sean, they could schedule a 15 minute retirement check call, ask some questions. You could probably get pretty far in 15 minutes to see if uh, this is a, they could put together a retirement plan. We do that all the time. We are able to accomplish quite a bit in the 15 minute phone calls. You know, it's not uncommon. They'll go 20 minutes, 25 minutes. And we're just trying to spend some time together, um, be as helpful as possible to those that reach out to us, you know, with whatever questions they're facing. You know, sometimes somebody has an immediate decision that is right in front of them that they're looking to get some guidance on. Um, sometimes it's just a matter of, hey, who are we? What does it mean to have a retirement plan? A lot of the people that we work with prior to working with a specialist such as us, you know, such as us, we are retirement planners. They haven't had a retirement plan before. So a lot of times it's just a matter of what do we do or, you know, what does it mean to have a retirement plan? You can schedule a 15 minute retirement checkup call by going to MerkleRetire.com. That's M-E-R-K-L-E Retire.com. There's a calendar there. You can pick a time and a date that works for you and ask any questions that are on your mind about retirement. And I like your Medicare comment, Molly. I mean, a lot of people are hesitant to retire at all prior to 65. They, they get nervous about the cost of health care for one year or a few years, and let alone if you were to retire at in your 50s, say 55. Well, now you've got a 10-year time frame that you need to develop this gap health care plan. Um, whether you have to go to the open market, you can potentially use COBRA for a certain time frame, but typically that's only for up to 18 months. Um, and if you're looking at a much longer time frame, well, now we're subject to the open market, which is Obamacare, um, Affordable Care Act. And now you've, you just don't know what those costs are going to be over an extended time frame. So that's a, definitely a risk to being able to potentially retire early. And that's a good plug for the other podcast that we did, which is retiring through the decades in your 60s. We talk a lot about that Medicare decision. We talk about COBRA uh, and, and Anna Marie Morrow joins us, our director of Medicare, and she has some real great insight into retiring in your 60s. So what about those of you who don't think you're going to retire in your 50s, but you want to maximize your retirement savings? You're thinking about maybe retiring in your 60s or maybe 70. We've got some action steps. The first one, Sean, 
keep saving, something you should definitely be doing in your 50s. Yeah, this information applies now to all the masses where most of us, most of us are probably going to work into our 60s and, and most of us aren't positioned to to retire in our 50s. So now it's just a matter of continuing to do what we've been doing up leading up until that retirement stage of life. So it is about continuing to save. We know that the biggest factor to you achieving your retirement success and hitting your goals starts with getting the money into those retirement accounts or non-qualified accounts in the first place. So it's about saving in the most efficient manners. Really, it's about saving as much as you can, as soon as you can, for as long as you can. That's the same message you should have hopefully been thinking about in your 20s, 30s, and 40s. It continues now into your 50s for as long as you're still working, still have access to a 401k, IRAs, you know, when the cash flow is strong and that you're able to save as much as possible. So you want to be aware of your 401k. What's your employer plan option? If they if your employer provides a matching contribution, you definitely want to start there and make sure you're contributing up to a level that you obtain the match. Um, you can go all the way up to the IRS maximums. Beyond that, outside of work, you want to be considering the IRAs and saving in a pre-tax IRA or Roth IRA as much as possible and whichever one makes most tax sense to you. So it's just about knowing the different savings vehicles you have and doing it in the right manner that best fits your plan. Okay, Sean, I'm going to attempt to get real technical here. You ready? Buckle up. I'm ready. Explain compound interest. I'm actually not going to get technical. I just realized I'm going to ask a technical question because I do know I've heard this before and it is powerful. Near the end, I guess, in my terms, is where you see a lot of growth inside these accounts like IRAs and 401ks. Going back to the, the message of save as much as you can, as long as you can, for as soon as you can or whatever. <laughs> I don't even uh, think I got that right. We're going to put that on a t-shirt, Sean. That's really good. You should coin that. <laughs> Copyright, Rochelle. Could you get- Oh yeah, I'll get right on that. Get the copyright attorneys on, yep. uh, on the phone. And, and I don't even think I got it right that time. <laughs> so it's save as much as you can, as soon as you can, for as long as you okay, can. Okay, that and sounds good. I can go with that mantra. So when it comes to that whole compounding, that's where the as long as you can comes into play. I mean, your biggest asset with your savings is simply time. You get money in there, we're going to get growth in the markets. And then as th those balances grow, now you get compounding growth. So even simply, you get a dollar in there and you get a 10% return. Well, now you're at a dollar 10. And then now you get a 10% return on that. Now you're getting 10% growth on the, the entire $1.10. So you're getting growth on your growth. And that's where just the time and the more years that you have to allow that to grow, that's the value of saving as much as you can, as soon as you can. Action step number two, maximize contributions. You talked about the 401k, but there's some, some opportunities available for those 50 and over. Yeah, the IRS sets the contribution limits for the different types of savings vehicles that all of us have access to. When it comes to your 401k, once you are over age 50, you can be putting up to all the, as much as $30,000 into your 401k account. So the regular standard contribution is 22,500. Now the catch-up contribution is 7,500. That's what gets you that, to that total $30,000 that you can be saving through an employer account. Outside of that, as we go into the IRAs, your standard contribution there is $6,000 with a $1,000 catch-up contribution, get bringing you to a total of $7,000 in the IRAs, which are outside of your employer accounts. Yeah. And in your 60s, you're even eligible for a special catch-up contribution. We're going to all the details on that in our Retiring Through the Decades 60s edition. Sean, do you find that generally for most people taking advantage of those catch-up contributions is the way to go? Or for some people, do they, they decide to put the money elsewhere? 
it really starts with, are you able to, um, and which again, at these younger ages, hopefully you've, you've created, you know, strong financial habits, but for a lot of us, we just need to have visibility to where the cash flow is going. You know, people know what generally they make in total, but they don't always know what they're bringing home because there are contributions or sorry, there are deductions with your paycheck. And if you don't have visibility to where your cash is going, that doesn't really position you to be able to save in the most efficient manner. So you've got to start with that. If you're able to, um, fully maximize your 401ks and then start considering IRAs, that's going to put you in the best spot in the long term and, and best position you to achieve your retirement goals. Yeah. When you say full visibility to your cash, that definitely leads into our next action. When you say full visibility to your cash, that definitely leads into our next action step, which is understand risk. That's not necessarily your cash, but visibility with your investments is this one. Everybody pays attention to the markets. I guess I shouldn't say everybody, but you know, every whenever well, we know you do. Yeah. So everybody like me pays attention. Everybody's to- a CPA too. Oh wait, no, no, just you. Yeah. So whenever we meet a, a couple or a individual that we're working with, you know, they they know what the markets are, and that's what people pay attention to when you're squarely in those accumulation years of life, you know, 20s, 30s, 40s, and somewhere in your 50s. But now you get to this stage of life and you're thinking more about retirement it still matters. The markets still matter. You know, the investment plan is an important part of your retirement plan, but it's not everything. But as you get closer to retirement, it matters more. It's very common that people say, yeah, I'm comfortable with a certain level of risk today, but I know I won't be comfortable with that level of risk in a few years or once I am retired or in retirement. So you still need to understand how you're investing. You still need to know how much risk you're taking and make sure you know how much exposure that risk translates to with your overall portfolio. Meaning if you have a million dollar portfolio, based on how you're investing today, could that $1 million go all the way down to 900,000 in a very poor market cycle? Or could it go all the way down to 600,000 even in a very poor market cycle? That's the type of information you want to know as you build a retirement plan, as you get closer to retirement. And that's the type of process we take our families and individuals that we work with through. We want you to be more transparent about how you're investing. We want to provide you with more information about how you're designing your portfolio and how you're investing so that you feel very confident with what you're doing. And we want to position you to ensure that your retirement plan will not blow up when the markets have a downturn. Yeah. And what I like about our process is that we do talk about it in numbers, portfolio sizes. Uh, I think some processes that people might be familiar with are more like, what's your risk tolerance on a scale of one to 10? And I'm going to say to you, Sean, mine is three. What what does three mean? Three means I don't mind losing $70,000 out of a hundred thousand. I mean, it's sort of, what's the word? Arbitrary, but we really put it in numbers so people can see what it looks like. Correct. We want to quantify that risk, meaning let's let's have an idea of how much risk we're taking. And, but then let's know exactly that based on all the best information we have, we know how much exposure we're taking and really what that what your risk appetite means. Let's truly define it. So it, it is very common. A lot of advisors will use numbers, you know, like a one through 10. That's a common conversation that a lot of you maybe have gone through before. Or a lot of advisors will use, use words, you know, aggressive or moderately aggressive or just conservative or moderately conservative. And those are pretty vague too. And we, we hear all the time when working with a couple that one of the one member of the couple has a certain risk appetite and the other one doesn't. And maybe one individual is managing the investments and the other one is not. And then when we show them what their current portfolio looks like, 
one one of them will comment. I had no idea. I, is I this where you play mar- marriage counselor a little yeah, bit sometimes. sometimes? Sure. Yeah, it certainly does sometimes. You know, the one person might say, I had no idea we were taking that much risk. I am not comfortable with that much risk. And that's where the numbers won't continue to work. The the generic phrases or terms will not continue to work. You are able to get a better understanding and get more information and more transparency around your portfolio. And that's what you should be looking for. That's what you want. You want to have a better feel for exactly what you are doing in the markets. We know we can't control the markets, Um, But with our process, what we do is we try to help you control how much you are willing to participate in those markets. Action step number two is to start thinking about taxes in the long term. Of course. Who doesn't like taxes? I mean, being a CPA. You wait a minute now. Hold on. Is he going to start like reading tax code off or something? Probably. He just said, he literally, he probably has it in the bag. Just like going to pull it out, start reading it line by line. He literally just looked at me and goes, well, who doesn't like taxes? No (laughs) one listening to this podcast right now said I like taxes. So can you start that over again, please? Can we send a survey out and find out? Oh my goodness. I would love to. Look what I happen to have in my suit coat packet. (laughs) The IRS document with all the... Of the tax code. Oh, look at that. What so. you meant to say, let, let me help you out here <laughs> as content strategist here at Merkel Retirement Planning. What you meant to say is who doesn't like long-term tax planning? I mean, what you mean to say is who doesn't like putting more money in their pocket because of their long-term tax plan? Where I was going before I got cut off was who doesn't like tax savings? I wasn't saying taxes. I think I was, but what I want to say is tax savings. And that's our goal when it comes to the tax planning component of your Merkle plan. It's not about what you have saved in total. It's about how much of that you get to keep and spend. And if you don't have a tax plan, which a lot of people think they do, if you use a CPA or tax preparer, a lot of you out there might think, well, I have a tax plan. That's really tax preparation. You compensate that tax preparer or CPA to look back at the prior year. It's after the fact, it's reactive, and they're filing your tax return for you. Tax preparation is much different than tax planning. That's what we do here as your retirement planner. We fill the chair of the tax planning. So we want to be looking at your current year using the tools that we use that are part of our process. We are able to paint that tax picture for what it looks like for you in the given year, as well as look out into what the plan illustrates or expects to be in all future years. That's the type of information that allows us to help you realize these tax savings so we can identify the opportunities you have in a given year, do the analysis, help you understand why you might consider a certain strategy and put you in the best position to make the decisions that you feel best about. And we know that we are able to see a lot of families realize, you know, even six figures in tax savings. Um, Right now here in 2023, if you wait another year before you have a tax plan, well, that's another year that you weren't able to take advantage of. And why that's important is that taxes are on sale right now. We, we say that a lot. We say it on our TV show, other podcasts. The federal tax rates that are in front of us right now are favorable. It certainly doesn't feel like that. No family comes to us and says, hey, I'm not paying enough in taxes. Can we raise the rates? But tax law on the books right now is set to increase our federal tax rates starting in 2026. So right now, as we sit, we've got three more tax returns we can file with the current federal tax brackets, which means you need to start identifying what that means to your long-term retirement plan and identify what tax saving strategies might be available to you right now. Your ears might have perked up when you heard Sean say that for some people, a tax plan can save them six figures in retirement. If you want to talk directly to a retirement planner about a long-term tax plan, 
Go to MerkleRetire.com, schedule a 15-minute retirement checkup call today. We've got a link to that website in our show notes. Let's talk about some more action steps. Ooh, this is kind of fun in your 50s. You get to celebrate some birthdays. Well, it's funny that we love birthdays when we're young. And now as we talk to even ourselves, I mentioned before, I'm on the verge of turning 45. It becomes less maybe exciting. And a lot of people joke about it and say, oh yeah, now I'm older, but that's the goal, right? We all want to get older. We want to hit these milestones. So in your fifties, we do have some important birthdays. 59 and a half is a really valuable birthday for you. The big reason is it's about control. Um, with most 401k plans or, or all employer plans, a majority of them allow you to be able to access your account balance once you hit the age of 59 and a half, which that, what that means is now you have options and you have a decision to make. You're able to, if you so choose, sweep that 401k or 403b or 457 balance out of the employer plan and take it over to an IRA. The advantage of having an IRA comes down to control. Now you have the entire stock market accessible to you. You can start factoring that account balance into the overall retirement plan that you hopefully have built and start identifying some of these different strategies that become accessible to you and may help you realize the tax savings and be more intentional in the markets. Another great thing is you sweep it into the IRA tax-free if you do it correctly, but you can also keep contributing to your 401k. You don't have to stop at 59 and a half. Yeah, you want to make sure you're doing qualified rollovers, which are not a taxable event. You can sweep those over to the IRA and still still be in the markets, still you know make sure that you know your overall risk score. And then, yeah, when you move that balance out of your 401k, you're not losing any benefits. You're still an active participant. Let's say you sweep your account balance to zero on a Tuesday. Your very next paycheck, you're going to start building that account balance back up. You still have the IRS limits in front of you. If you're getting an employer match, you're still going to get that contribution. And then at some future point, maybe it's not until retirement, we can sweep whatever remaining balance that you've built back up in that account. Again, do a qualified rollover and take it out to an IRA. And you mentioned the rule of 55. For a select few, they're celebrating at 55. Why? The rule of 55 allows you to access your retirement balances if you retire in the year in which you turn age 55 or later. The caveat, though, is that you only are able to access the balances that are in the employer plan in which you retired from. So part of the planning for those that are able to retire before 59 and a half is that you need to be aware of what your needs are going to be. Be aware of how much of a balance you have in that specific employer 401k account and make sure that you make decisions to make sure that you have access to these funds and can cover your lifestyle. You may want to leave that balance in the 401k. You don't want to do, or you may not want to do a qualified rollover in that type of situation. Okay. And the last action stuff, this is my favorite part because I'm already there. I'm already here. Start dreaming. Start dreaming about what retirement looks like. You like that idea, Rochelle? I do. I do. (laughs) I want to start dreaming about retirement. My question is, why is this last? Oh, now, now, oh. now the, what'd you call yourself before? Content. Director, something or other. Something. <laughs> the director of nothing. No. Some, some, there's some initials or acronyms there too, right? <laughs> so why, why, why are we start dreaming last? So that, that's part of it. You know, ideally we're, we're starting, you know, we're starting the dreams before that we're dreaming throughout this journey so that we can enjoy lifestyle. We want, you know, this is the, reti- these are the retirement years. We hope to have a 20, 30, you know, 40 year retirement or more for those that are able to retire in their fifties. That's part of the lifestyle plan that we talk about. It's, we we get a lot of feedback from our families that, you know, we're, we're the financial people. Why do we have a lifestyle plan component to our plan? But that's part of it. It's these dreams. It's helping you, you know, talking to you, helping you try to envision 
well, what is retirement going to look like? You know, is it travel? Is it relocating? You know, what, what are those dreams? What are, the, what are the needs? What are the requirements in order for you to be able to achieve those dreams? Yeah, that's definitely the most fun part and probably is where we should start with all this. Whether you're in your 50s, 60s, or 70s, you're dreaming of what lies ahead and putting together a comprehensive retirement plan can really help you live out those retirement dreams. If you're wondering where to get started, a 15-minute retirement checkup call is a great place to get started. You can talk directly with a retirement planner, ask the questions that are on your mind. It might be about this podcast or any of the other aspects of retirement. This has been Retiring Today, and we thank you for listening. Merkle Retirement Planning is an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of investments and insurance products to custom suit their goals and objectives. Any information discussed in these shows is for educational purposes only and should not be construed as investment, tax, or legal advice. Investment advisory services are offered through Elite Retirement Planning, LLC. Insurance services are offered through MRP Insurance, LLC.